Hello and welcome to the Energy Forecast 2022 and over the course of January I'm going to be interviewing nine experts on the energy of 2022. So you can get a free workbook, you can see the link here, please go to this link and you can sign up for a free workbook about the energy of 2022. Every single expert that I interview, I'm asking them to give me an exercise of something you guys can do and integrate into your lives to make 2022 the most amazing year ever. So go to that link, sign up for your free 2022 energy workbook. If you haven't already, please subscribe to my channel. From the 7th of January, we're going to be having nine experts, astrologers, numerologists, shamanic practitioners. I'm going to be talking about the Akashic Records. We're going to have lots of different experts discussing the energy of 2022 and how you can utilize this energy to have your best year yet. So hello and welcome to the Energy Forecast 2022. I am your host, Aloise Surfley Middleton. And today I have with me a gentleman who has a world-renowned numerology school with his wife, his lovely wife, Estelle. Johannes and Estelle set up Numerologist Pro how long ago, Johannes? A couple of years ago on the international market and around four or five years on the Danish market. Cool. These are the guys that very kindly helped me change my name. So I knew when I was going to do this forecast that I must get somebody from their organization to come talk to us. So I'm very privileged. I get to meet Johannes for the first time. So welcome, Johannes. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you that I can be with here today. Yeah, amazing. And Johannes has just given me a sneak peek of what he, we're going to be talking about. And you guys are in for a massive treat. This man knows his stuff. Honestly, just in a very short conversation with him, I'm blown away by his knowledge. So, Johannes, do you mind sharing with me how you got into numerology? Because how does one train and get into numerology? Oh, it has actually been a long path for me because in my early 20s, I met Estelle. And at that time, I was completely not into the spiritual scene in any way. <laughs> so I was very, I'd say, engineering-like. I fell over heels with in love with Estelle and I was like, what is she doing to me? <laughs> and, and sometimes you fall in love with people that like show you a whole new world, like mm -hmm. something that you like, that's completely opposite to what you thought. So she deeply intrigued me. And then I kind of just like headlong, I went into this world and she was doing yoga at the time. So I went full on into the yoga. So I was doing yoga positions I was doing meditation, long meditation retreats. Like I really went into it like 10, 12 hours a day. Really, for me, it was fascinating to dive into my mind, all the different levels, go into the dream consciousness with the conscious mind, to study all these kind of deep spiritual experiences that you can have mm -hmm. when you meditate deeply. Mm -hmm. And that was super interesting for me. At the same time, I was still studying the physics and the engineering and the computer science. When I was finished with the computer science, I had a job for many as a programmer until I kind of got a bit tired of that. And then I said, hey, why don't I use this computer science with the numerology instead? Da -da, that is your dharma you just described there. Thank you very much. <laughs> I just like, why am I working my life away for this company here? It's mm. nice, nice perks working for a company. I want something more because I have to mention that at the same time, we were also studying numerology, me and Estelle. She had been to India a few times, so her numerology is very much like based on the Indian uh, numerology, right? Which is actually where Cairo also came from. The great numerologist Cairo, he also studied numerology in India. So, Chaldean numerology and Indian numerology they have a lot in common in the way they see the numbers, in the way they see master numbers, in the way they analyze, in the way they see the roles of the planets. So for me, with my yoga background and my mathematics background and my software engineering background, all of it came together Beautiful. with the software and with the education that we started. Amazing. So I also saw somewhere that when you really find your dharma, your calling in life, it's like before you do that, you have all these areas of life that don't really touch. You have maybe people are often interested in, for example, playing guitar, and then they have a job at a bank maybe, and then they have a third interest football or something. 
but when suddenly you can get your interest to kind of like overlap you know these kind of charts it comes into alignment and there and you find that it's like you become a channel because it's like your whole being is just participating in the creative process and god is creation so whenever we find our path our line the absolute says okay there's somebody there creating something i'll channel through that person I totally agree. And I think the more we are who we are supposed to be, the more we do the things that we love, the higher vibration that we're in, the more in alignment we are, the more pure our channel is, because there's no interference. We're just our, we're just being who was came to be here to be at soul level. Yes. So wonderful story though, how everything aligned and came together. And now you guys have numerologist pro school, and obviously it has software which enables amazing transformations because you can literally work with a client like you did with me we literally sat down and worked out like I with Estelle I was like well I'd love my life I want to teach people how to do their dharma and I really want to have that supported in my numbers and that was something you guys really did fantastically well for me and it's wonderful to have this sort of ancient knowledge and wisdom coming back into the forefront Yes, it's so profound. I'm blown away because one of the most profound teachings ever were were from Hermagistos, this teaching of macrocosm and microcosm. Everything above is mirrored as below. So, And numerology so beautifully shows that because everything in the universe is cyclical, Mm -hmm. repeats itself on many levels, on many levels. It's a key. Like the number system, it is cyclical. So we start from one to nine, and then it starts again with 10 because one plus zero equals one. And we go up to 18. One plus eight equals nine. So the, the nine cycle is subtly inside the, our number system, always repeating, always going an octave up. And the number system is so beautiful because the main cycle, when we look at our number system, is the numbers from one to 10. We've got 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000, right? You had a zero in it. But underneath that, implicitly, when you find the digit sums, you have a nine cycle going on, like 9, 18, 27, 36, where the numbers go up to nine and start with one again. But there are more cycles than that. There are cycles that go up to three, one, two, three. That's also a cycle. Why the number three becomes so powerful also. And also there's a cycle that goes up to 12. So we have one to 12, and then everything starts again with 13, which symbolizes death. So we have all these beautiful cycles that can be holistically mirrored into our number system. And not to mention also that the numbers themselves also look a little bit like what they symbolize, like the one is like the number of the ego that gets manifested. So it stands there like a lone tree, and mm. if you look at the silhouette of a tree, right? Or the number eight, which combines heaven and earth. I love that one. Yeah. Number six, which which is coiled up like that and symbolizes beauty and harmony and you uncoil it and you suddenly become a cup this divine cup or the number nine which is like stands on one leg and leads upwards into this upper so our whole collective subconscious is in these numbers like we've been using our date system and our numbers for a long time now and the more we use them the more our collective subconscious kind of is in tune with that number system because that's what we use to measure time also Right, okay. So it gets very profound, right? And because we use it to measure time, we're accessing the mind of God because from where we are, the mind of God operates through time and space because that's the framework that we have operate through. And you guys are Chaldean numerologists, aren't you? Because obviously we've had, as you well know, Jane come and talk to us and she is an esoteric numerologist. But you guys specialize more in Chaldean numerology. Could you just speak to that a little bit for me, please? Well, yes, Chaldean numerology, the main difference between Chaldean numerology and Pythagorean numerology is that in Chaldean numerology, we have a different system of assigning values to the alphabet. So in Pythagorean numerology, you'd have A, B, C, D, all the way to Z, and you'd assign numbers to each of those all the way up to 26, like A equals 1, B equals 2, C equals 3, D equals 4, equals 5, F equals 6. And you'd do that according to a table, right? So you'd start back to 1 again once you reach up to 9. But Chaldean numerology has a whole different system. And it's rather interesting. How is this system built up? And it has actually a lot to do when you look at it with the phonetics of the letters. Mm -hmm. So uh, B, K, and R, uh, they have the value of two because they're quite close to the front of the mouth. So while letters like DMT, DMT have the value of four, they're slightly more back in the mouth, go a bit more upwards. So the, the energy 
energies are kind of subtly imprinted in the Chaldean letters, which makes Chaldean numerology incredibly powerful at analyzing names. Right. Much more accurate, in my humble opinion, than Pythagorean. Pythagorean numerology has some other very strong points that they have. They have become very good at analyzing the numbers of the natal numbers and master numbers, these kind of things. So that's one major difference between the two systems. Another great difference between Pythagorean and Chaldean numerology is that Pythagorean, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, then they jump to 11, and then there's master number 22 and master number 33, and they operate very much with those numbers. But we don't have that, what I feel is a bit of a limitation in Chaldean numerology. We look at all the numbers right. from one to infinity, because we can analyze all the numbers. We put them in charts and we can see how these different vibrations, they speak to each other and then extract a kind of essence from that. We also call 11, 22, 33 as master numbers, but we also look very intently at master number 44. What is that? Master number 55, 66, 77, 88, 99. So we, we don't limit ourselves in that way. Brilliant. Fantastic. And you've very kindly put together some information, haven't you, to show us today? Uh, um, yes. Just in relation to the numbers and the year and obviously 2022, you know, I knew I had to do something of series on this this year because wow 2022 what a powerful year very powerful and i'm very happy you did and there was a phrase i loved that you used when you were introducing this series and you said and they will help us unpack right that's literally what we're going to do now we're going to unpack this fantastic so i'm gonna share my screen here forewarned is forearmed (laughs) <laughs> it's the way I like to look at it. The more we can unpack something and the more we can understand it, the more we can go consciously into it. Yes, the more we can, because the, the devil, so to say, is in the detail. And if you know all the details, you can fit, make a whole picture out of it. The wholeness is more than the details because one plus one equals three. But first you go into the details, then you make the whole, and then you jump up to the even bigger whole. So what we see here is 2022 unpacked. So before you panic, no panic. (laughs) There's a lot of numbers. (laughs) It's actually, I hope you can see the cursor here, but uh, this this is called a big diamond chart. If it was only this triangle, it would be called a diamond chart, but this is a big diamond chart. And essentially a big diamond chart is used to compare, to see how two numbers interact. It is also used in the name chart where we put the names along this top Mm. part here, but now we use it to analyze numbers. So along here on this central diamond here, we place the numbers 2022, 2022. And on the bottom here, we place their digit sum. So the sum of these numbers added. And then along these sides here, we say the outer number, this is called the outer number, we add it to the digit sum, we get eight. And the inner number two with six, we get eight. That's because the inner number and the outer number have a, a special significance. And this is again, because of the law of as above, so below. So when you look at our numbers, this is the outer number. This is the external, the external, the outer life. So if we took some arbitrary number, for example, 76, then the outer number of 76 would be the seven. That would be how it acts in the world. While the number six would be how it, it, how it feels inside, how it emotes. So there's a tendency, the energies of all the years in 2000, 2001, 2002, that the number two is how it starts like vibrating outwardly so this would be the common subconscious okay. uh, what, what, what was it called Jung call it um, yeah the oh, common the subconscious yeah I'd be careful using the word shadow because oh. in numerology we call the last two digits in the year for the shadow ah the collective subconscious that's what oh, I the want collective to subconscious yeah. okay so this is really affecting the collective subconscious number two here this is the outer energies and these are the inner energies the 22 here so we have outer here and inner And that's like how our life is. We have an outer and we have an inner. So on this chart, we could superimpose a person from the side, actually, facing the outer world and then his more secret inner world. And uh, from here, we can carry on expanding, unpacking, so to say, this number. So like if we say 8 plus 8, that equals 16. And then we write that here because that is like a conclusion of the inner energies, which was 8, and the outer energies, which is 8. And we add them together, getting 16. And we can continue like this because... The relationship between six and two, well, we can put that in a diamond again and see how the numbers unpack. Or the relation between six and two, again, six and two, here again, we can put that in a diamond. The relationship 
between eight and eight, we can put it in yet another chart up here, the ATH sixteen seven. Okay. So I can yes. see here that you've got the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual. You've yes. broken it down. Yes. First of all, this is the energies as they are. It's physical. But as we unpack more and more, it becomes finer and finer vibration. It becomes more and more elevated, more and more intangible. So from a physical perspective, the numbers are... The number, from, a physical, from a physical perspective, we have the numbers 2022 two, two, and the digit sum 6. Right. On an emotional perspective, we have eight, eight, sixteen, seven, which I take out. So this is like eight, eight, and sixteen, seven is like the emotional essence of the number. So I'm just seeing here because it says in balance, the perm is a family leader, but yeah. out of balance is ill advice. Yes. So is that something our audience need to understand? Yes. So first of all, it's like 2022 adds up to six, which is harmony, beauty, love, and to, just to create harmony in the world around you, why the number six resonates with the hexagon, create harmony around you. So the sixth aspect, once love, it creates harmony in the, in the surroundings. The number two is also a very soft number, very receptive. It resonates with the moon, but together six and two give a slightly harder number, the number eight. And what the number eight is that it is stands for balance, we're always creating balance. Now, in imbalance, the eight becomes a number of control. You always want to control. You always want to survey. So the number 26 and the sister vibration 62 is a very family vibration because it wants love and togetherness and it wants to like keep everything together in harmony. What so, we need at the moment. Yes, what we really need. So that, that would be the balanced aspect of this number, 62. But the imbalanced aspect of this number becomes surveillance. It becomes control. It becomes, I'm looking at you. Are you behaving yourself? Which is also what we're seeing. Yes, (laughs) we're seeing on a massive scale. Are you behaving yourself? So uh, this becomes very interesting, right? Because in Chaldean numerology, the number 26, the inversion of this is called ill advice. And Cairo spoke about this in the number 26 in very ominous terms. He said that it was like a number where you really had to be careful not to give ill advice, but not to receive ill advice either. Right. Interesting. So on a physical level this year, everything looks kind of very nice. It's two and six and love and togetherness and let's solve this as love. But there's an underlying ever so slight feeling of surveillance, of we controlling somebody or are we being controlled? And it's on both sides, both inward and outward. Inward and outward. Uh, which is like... And just to explain, because obviously this is something I learned when I was working with Estelle, obviously everything is energy, everything has a vibration. But what we're saying here is that there's a positive vibration and there's a negative vibration. And the idea yes. is to be in balance, effectively. Yes, yes. And so if we're talking about microcosm, macrocosm, that energy is being felt within our universe, the yes. energy of 2022. So what you're saying is this energy of 2022 in balance, in a positive, harmonious sense, is about harmony and love. But actually, yes. if it's out of balance, which some people are, <laughs> yes. it will be more about control and, as you said, surveillance. As yes, such. exactly. That would be the negative aspect of it. Right. Right. So that's why we effectively can see both polarities on the planet right now. Exactly. So we have love, but we also have surveillance hidden. Yes. Not apparent for everybody, but it's there. Yes. So it's very interesting to see this number when we know what's happening in the world, yeah. because it, it like it shows it right there. Yeah. It's like we, we have we have all the softness. We have all the softness, the moon energy here, the collective subconscious let's get together in love and let's create a strong family, which anyway, we're forced to because we have to stay at home all the time. So the family becomes very important. But underlying that is the surveillance aspect. So this is just really something people need to be aware of, this number. Okay. Okay, fantastic. And this number here, 888, it's a number that can make you go crazy because it's called uh, the karma burner. And it can make you feel absolutely nuts because... There's something in the architecture, which I can show later, that, that makes this number, you're tempted by the things outside and you're tempted by the things inside. You're always tempted, always tempted by 
small temptations. Should I eat this cookie? Should I eat that donut? Should I small things and big things? It makes it very difficult to decide anything with this number because it's like there's something slightly damned if I do, damned if I don't. If I act this out, I'll get negative karma. If I don't act it out, I'll also get negative karma. They're always balancing, always balancing. So it gives a feeling of being in a pinch. You're, you're really walking a tightrope. It's like also because the number 16 that we see here is called, this is one of the most transcendent numbers of all the numbers. So the seven is Neptune, right? Mm -hmm. Six stands for love and one stands for the consciousness aspect of the sun. That means that there's a lot of karma in this number with losing loved ones or losing things in life, which is why the tarot card is, is called the tower, where we see a couple symbolized by the number six, love, falling out of a tower. It's like the ground is shaking underneath them. So this number 16 gives a huge feeling of fear, anxiety, that you can lose your loved ones. You can lose the whole foundation of your life with a stroke of lightning because the tarot card also shows a stroke of lightning that is flashing into a tower. So let me show you the card, right? You can see that. Mm -hmm. Number so, of transcendence in imbalance, sorrow, loss, grief, and suffering. Suffering, yeah. Which is so interesting because when you look at 2022, everything seems so nice on the surface. The soft number twos, and they add up to the number six, which is also a number of harmony and love. But then you start digging into the number and you see these eights, which like number 26, eight and 62, which signifies control. And then this number adds up to 16, which signifies loss and this feeling of grief and suffering. And it gives this feeling that the world is a little bit tough to live in. There's a feeling that whenever I build something up economically, I lose it again. So there's a feeling of constant struggle in the number. And the number 16, if we unpack that number again, in that time chart, we can see that it's a very hardworking number. It just like plods on, plods on day in, day out. It keeps doing the same things again. And then lightning comes down and takes everything away, which is actually more highlighted by the double eights in it, which is the karma aspect. So I love what you put here about in imbalance and, and imbalance. So from what you're saying then for our listeners, a really good strategy for this year is to remain in observation and detached and not to connect, like almost too attached to everything that's going on, just to observe it. Yes. There's a very beautiful scene from this movie, American Beauty, where this young couple here, the guy is a photographer, and he's showing her this movie of this plastic bag just kind of whirling around. And he this and there's such a beauty in it. I mean, it's just a plastic bag whirling around. But he's a photographer, the observing kind of consciousness. And he just films this plastic bag floating, flying around in the wind. And it becomes so beautiful. It becomes so transcendent. And he has a very deep and profound essence because he resonates the boy, the, the teenager, the guy there in the movie, he resonates with the number 16, profound and observing. That's the number 16 when in its plus side. It, it kind of transcends everything. It steps back and it just looks at things. It's like gain, loss. I don't care. I'm connected with number seven, with the soul. I can just look at life. I'm in contact with my soul. So whatever happens here in the physical plane, doesn't matter. I'm in touch with my soul. So can we find the beauty in life? Yes. Effectively by transcending the issues and staying detached yes. and observing. Yes. Yeah. So that's the deepest invitation, in my humble opinion. Mm -hmm. When I look at the numbers for 2022, it's an invitation to, because we're going to feel surveillance, surveillance, control, control, I can't do this, I can't do that. And going back to this karma burner, because that really interests me, as you would well know, because yes. <laughs> this is in my chart and in my numbers. Are we as a collective burn like literally are we clearing our karma oh yes we're clearing our karma if we do it the right way and the invitation is to observe the number 16 is to observe not to panic but to observe and to extract the deepest knowledge from this there's a lot of madness going on in the world we are being asked to get vaccinated for example many of us and so there, there's a split here for me when i look at this there's a big split here it's like many people want to get vaccinated many people don't want to get vaccinated there's a big fight between what is right and what is wrong and nobody can see the right thing to do families are being split asunder because one gets vaccinated all of a sudden the other one doesn't and it's like why did you do that you know people are like what and 
And I see it happening all over the place. It's like couples breaking up, for example, because one person does one thing, another person doesn't do another thing. It's, it's, it's madness. And it's creating an energy of splitting, if you understand what I mean, yeah? So that, that's the thing with this number. It feels like you're being torn asunder inside. Like forces are pulling you apart. And when four outer forces are pulling you apart, the only thing you really can do is to go inside. Yeah, thank you very much. That's exactly what the invitation seems to have been yes. so far, is people to go in and self-master. Yes. yes, because as I said, this number is damned if I do, damned if I don't. So yeah. if, I, if you make a choice that is too drastic, let me cut this person off, or let me quit my job because my boss is an asshole, or let me do this or that. It's not the wisest thing to do either because it's not, it's not going inside. I mean, well, however you are in life, the invitation is that however your circumstances is, clear out inside first and get clarity, and then act. Yeah, beautiful. Yes. So can you speak to a little bit, you've got, obviously, we've looked at the physical, we've looked at the emotional, and then this is a different chart, I think. Yes, um, in this chart, we're looking specifically at number 88, and we've put it in the big diamond chart. So, right. so now we can pull this number apart and look even more in depth with this number and see what it includes and i'd love to quickly guide you through this yeah because there's so much beauty also in this number so much suffering also but so much beauty at the same time so eight and eight give 16 and 16 slash seven because one plus six equals seven now seven plus eight equals 15 so we subtly have the number the seven eight fifteen here the occultist it's called the number 15 in itself is extremely occult. This is a very occult aspect of the number six. In the tarot, it's called the devil. In a more transfiguratory sense, we would call it the feminine energy. Or perhaps a place in the middle, you'll call it feminine guile. The thing is, masculine consciousness doesn't understand feminine consciousness all of the time and says, you're the devil, right? We all know that from the witch hunts and everything. So there's a tendency for masculine consciousness to assign women to, this is devilry devil is speaking against her she's she's a temptress right so the card has a negative it shows the devil mm, sure, card number 15 yeah yeah but the balance the beautiful aspect of this is the aspect of venus 15 here in its delicious femininity it's the desires it's the femininity it's the longing to enjoy everything it's the senses the number five here Number five here, the five senses is polarized by the consciousness, the number one, and becomes the pleasure, the love, right? So 15 in itself is one of the most sensual love numbers there is. Like where number six usually is about love in its more maternal aspect, number six and 24, number 15 is about love in its more kind of like flirtatious, more, you know, man-woman interaction. So are we going to feel this in our relationships? Yes, there's an invitation in this to, to flirt to open up to loving. The thing is that we have to be careful though also here because there's a 16 here, number 12, that doesn't become drama because number 15 in imbalance is all the drama that comes from imbalanced um, man-woman interaction. So what does that mean? That means jealousy, drama, bickering, fighting. So we have to be aware of that. Not too much bickering, not too much drama, not too much jealousy. We have to get the beautiful aspects of this Venus energy out. Beautiful. So again, that's a good advice for our listeners is that when in their relationships is to focus on bringing the magic back. Bring the magic back. Don't fall for the temptation because 15 also means temptation in its low form, the devil. Don't fall for the temptation of jealousy, of bickering, of drama, right. of gossip. All these things is in the reign of the imbalance number 15. Right. So that means an imbalance with the number H8, it, it kind of gets enticed by the temptations of life. You know, it wants the sensuality. It wants to kind of dive into all this. But also the sensuality in the bad sense, the gossip, the, back, the backstabbing, the you're talking behind people's backs. Right, okay. So that would be the low aspect of this number to indulge in that. Now, a more high aspect, then you would kind of like start using more of the numbers at the same time. Then you would start using 7, 8, and 15. And 7, 8, and 15, this combination of 78 slash 15, 6, 78, it's called a cultist. Because it is based, it, together 7, 8, give 15, but in itself, the number 78 is the most occult of all numbers. For example, there are 78 cards in the tarot deck. Yeah. So this number just resonates with the occult. It like in the occult, both for the good or the bad. So the temptation in this H87 also use the occult in a bad way, like, now, what do I mean when I say the occult in a bad way? It's like 
if you have certain spiritual techniques like powerful laws or visualization or something, and you start visualizing using those kind of techniques to make other people bend to your will, for example, that would be a negative aspect of using occult power because everybody has free will, for example, right? Sure. But so, it, are you saying there's an invitation for us to use the positive aspects of the occult on the Yes, the positive well? aspects. I would say because the thing with master numbers is, is you have to have balance, right? So, so if you only focus on the outside world and you try and use your occult powers there, you're creating a, a strong imbalance because you're using your powers to acquire material things without going inward and balancing that out. So the invitation in this is as much as you desire things in the outside world, as much you have to go in and alchemize yourself. That's the way I understood it works. The more you go in, Yes, the more you go work in, on yourself, the more, more you external. Go in, yeah, the more balance you have within, the better without. And, and a master number has to spin. It's like a top. You know, this even looks like a top spinning. Yeah. And that's what yeah. makes master numbers difficult because master numbers tend to fall. They tend to indulge either too much to one side, the inner world, or too much to the outer world, and they topple right, over. So it's a fine line that we've walked A very through. fine line. And that's very the thing interesting. For, for all master numbers. Let's take a master number like 11. So 11 has a tendency to always want to please others. Let me please you. Let me do something for you. Do you want a cup of tea, love? You This, this, this. And it does so much for others that it topples into the outside world. And then the inner number one, which is also ambitious, also wants something, tends to be resentful. Why am I doing all of this stuff for you? You never give me back. Makes me feel miserable. You make me feel miserable. Another person is like, oh, why you offered me the tea? So the number 11 becomes a number of not being able to set boundaries in imbalanced form. And the number 22, if we look at that master number, it also has challenges. So the challenge of number 22, because of the number two, which is so soft and receptive, is that it wants to please. But the Dharma is to build because it has number four. But it wants to please, it wants pleasure. It wants to believe so much in the goodness of other people that it doesn't see their ulterior motives. And that would be the challenge of number 22, naivety. But when 22 is balanced, it becomes a master builder because then the energy of attracting togetherness in the number two goes together in the number four and it builds up huge universes. With all of this software stuff here, we also make statistics. We've analyzed the charts of over 100,000 celebrities and extracted all kinds of statistics from that. Very interesting, actually. Very nerdy. Spent a couple of years on it, but developed a <laughs> software that can pull all this information. So we've been going out onto the internet and getting agreements with different databases of celebrities, putting them into our database, and then crunching the data. And what we found out is that the first list that we investigated was the Forbes, the 2000 richest people on earth, because it's so concrete somehow. It's so concrete. Well, each of these people own more than a billion dollars. So what can we see about these people? What are the similarities between their numbers? Yes, yes. And the results were so astoundingly beautiful because it like confirmed what we already kind of were thinking with the Chaldean numerology. Like we already knew that 28 was a millionaire number, but it turns out that the most billionaires when you look at top 200 are born on the 28th. 28th. The the 28th. If you look at the top 500, that number turns from 28 to 19. Then the number 19 takes over. If we look at the top 2000, the number one, people born on the first month, take over as the number that is where there are most billionaires that are born on that day. And we also, for example, see that the number 14 is generally in the charts of all billionaires. Number 14, the number 19, and the number 22. So this kind of research makes our numerology very powerful in the sense that we, we can put some of these numbers in the charts of different people and we can study how this works. Okay, person comes to us once more, financial flow, put the number 19 in maybe a number 22 in a very specific place, but they have to work well together with the numbers, right? Fascinating, really fascinating. So, so in the number 22, because we were speaking about 20, yes. the number 22 is seen in the charts of so many billionaires because billionaires have a great talent to just stick with one thing using the social energies to build something up. So that, that's a valuable key with the number 22. I would like to show you something. You can still see this is the number, now we're in the software. So this is the number 22 in a diamond chart. So you're used to seeing it like this without all the arrows and stuff. Yeah. So, you, But we added some arrows here because we wanted to analyze even more in depth. And these arrows come from Vedic numerology. And it shows 
how the numbers feel about each other, right? So in reading numerology, it is said that the moon and the sun don't much appreciate the four. So they obviously have a deep mythology surrounding that because number four in, in the numerology is called uh, Rahu. But there's a deep numerology about a deep, um, what do you call it, mythology about why number four and number one doesn't don't like each other so much and why number four and number two don't like each other so much. So the number two is always gravitating a bit away from the number four down here, which symbolizes that the pleasure-loving number two has a tendency to go a little bit away from the diligent number four that wants to build something solid up. So it's always irking hard work a bit. The moon doesn't want too much hard work. But once it, it does it and it collects all of these energies, it becomes a powerful force of building something up step by step. That's the key. Step by step, using the energy of other people that you invite to join in your empire building, because that's what you're doing. You're building an and empire. And from what I understand, that there is that invitation this year as well for humanity to effectively build the new infrastructure in the way we want to go forward as well. Definitely. So yes, to build, to figure out, yeah, but what, what do we want? And to stick with it, because yes. that's the valuable key in 22 to stick with it until it shows fruit right and do you mind if we go back to the initial chart that we were looking at because i just wanted to ask you a question on that first chart so this is so we started to talk about i don't think it was that one it was the 20 where it had 2022 on it oh okay right that's it yeah perfect because we start we basically talked about the fact that in the physical world Mm-hmm. That in an ideal world, we need to be in balance and we need to be a leader of our family, which very much correlates to some of the other the interview we did with Jane, who I know you listened to, which was all about, well, how do we want our family life to go and how do we want our community life to go? And then we've also talked about the occultist and we've talked about the emotional level and the karma level, the karma mm-hmm. burner level. So I just yeah. wanted to touch on the spiritual because obviously the spiritual we haven't necessarily spoken about yet. So could you talk to me a little bit about what impact that is going to have on our year of 2022 this is a very subtle number which is it would be, we get 66 if we take the two 15s here and we say six plus six equals 66 12 three right this number is called the matriarch which is another interesting key which means that our love has to be given equally to all people around us to create a very powerful family right now, when I think of the number 66, an interesting thing is that if you look at the chart of Queen Elizabeth, uh, your Queen Elizabeth there, mm-hmm. she has this number, this big personality number. So she is seen as a matriarch by the British people. The big personality number very much tells about how others see us. So this is the energy of the matriarch, bringing things together through love. And number 12 signifies expansion. So the key to 88 is a powerful love expansion. So it's kind of, there's so many levels to this number you can hear, right? So first you have to go in, you have to clear the space within you. So you, you push everything away from you, all these difficult decisions to get that inner peace. And then from there, when you have that, then you expand with this powerful energy of maternity. Sounds like my year. Yes, it is your year. <laughs> I like so, it. It resonates yeah. a lot with me. Yeah. So I, I guess you didn't know that about being born on the 8th of August, that you had this potential. Oh, is that the same then for me? Because my birthday yes. is 8-8. So it's the bit yes, of yes. exactly. I've exactly. been a bit of matriarchal, like I've run sort of spiritual organizations and that was my role to kind of mother yes, everybody. Yes. Yeah. And this year, because we have this diamond here, and especially for you, because you were born on the 8th of August. So you also have this energy very much in your natal chart. It'll be great for you to focus on expansion through mothering. So I don't, I don't know how that would translate to you having a podcast, and but it kind of makes sense, right? Well, I feel like I'm educating, I'm educating, I'm mothering through my podcast. Mothering, mm. because a, a beautiful aspect of the number 12 is that it has green fingers. Right. So, so one plus two equals three. So it's expensive. One, two, three, we're going. If you say one, two, three, on your mark, get set, go. You know, there's that, that kind of thing in it. Three is the energy of Jupiter. So 12 is an aspect of Jupiter. So it has this expansive power. So this is like the spiritual key to getting most out of the number 88. It's expansion through love to grow, to nurture. It's like you have a garden and you water everything every day. 
you will tend to the soil. And if you weed out, you will soon have a bountiful, big green garden full of juicy carrots and salad. And, and there's a beautiful synchronicity here because for me, I always ask my community and my friends, we all do it. We all pick a word to sort of symbolize what we want from the year coming. And my year is expansion. And that's my word, but I'm now going to add through love. Yes, expansion through love and nurture. That's important, nurture, the, the green finger aspect of it. And there's also another aspect of uh, 12 that I want to mention here, which is a huge generosity. Generosity. This is like flowing. Now, if we look at one, another very esoteric diamond called, now this is really getting nerdy, but if we look at the tree of life, we have Jupiter here, the number three, called Chesed. And this is this stands for bountifulness and abundance and just giving, giving without thinking of the consequences of giving. We're usually so afraid of giving nowadays. Like, giving unconditionally. Yeah, giving unconditionally. So it's really giving unconditionally because uh, life is an unconditional gift. It's like the Spanish say it like this, mi casa es su casa. My, my home is your That's the number 12 when it's most generous. It's powerful patriarchal matriarchal energy but not in a negative sense in a positive sense where you just like welcome everybody this is your home this is where you get nurture beautiful yeah and i i truly believe that the more we give you know the more we're in flow so that energy of supporting and loving people the more it, it flows out of us the more it flows back to us wow so it's amazing it's a really really incredible number so it's incredible that from a kind of top line perspective you could just look at the numerology which is six so you could look yeah. at this six number and say it's about harmony in the home and peace yeah. and then what's so fascinating what you've done Johannes is completely break it down into the, all the different aspects the physical the emotional the spiritual so there's lots of things that people can take away from this really fascinating conversation thank you thank you it's very nerdy, I'd say that. But at the same time, it's super interesting because all it's doing is just looking at how do these numbers add up? How do they vibrate with each other? It's like when you play a chord on a piano, you have many tones and they add up creating other delicious overtones, creating the whole sensory experience that it is to hear a piano because all those top vibrations from each note, they blend together to create a certain tone or quality or essence. And that's what numbers do. Yeah, there are some numbers that are right up front and we feel very powerful, but there's some other numbers that set the tone in a different way. And you actually teach people. So if someone's listening to this and you say nerdy, but I think if it's their dharma, if it really lights <laughs> them up, because that's what each of our dharmas do. Like for me, I'm not a numbers person at all. So I'm you've explained this very, very well, Johannes, because I've managed to follow it. So thank you very much. Yeah. Um, You're not a numbers person. OK. Uh, no not with like you know how some people naturally have a sort of way with numbers and my husband he can just do numbers in his head and I'm like okay in the mathematical sense yeah no but exactly but I think if somebody's listening to this and it feels like this could be their dharma you actually train people don't you in your school yes to become numerologists yes yes we have an education in Denmark and we have an education that's starting in May on the international scene yeah oh fantastic oh so it's a perfect timing for people to get in if they want to uh, from other countries yes and it's lovely to teach it because it just when people start hearing about the numbers you know they just say ah that's why i felt like that all my life like i'm sure you can relate with the number 88 this feeling of perhaps indecision or that whatever you do there are consequences and then suddenly just tuning into it and then getting the most out of the eights and getting into the transcendence of the number. So our Dharma kind of unpacks with these numbers and they kind of reveal a path that lies ahead for us. Yeah, you know, and, you know, and as obviously you guys, as well as doing your school, you obviously support people when they do the name changes, hence myself. And I can absolutely 100% be testament to the process. So I've gone from a kind of uneasy vibration to one where I'm thriving and I'm loving it and it's yes, yes. like it was made for me yes and and actually if you don't mind we can actually sure. take a peek at your numbers we have them here you can see them on the screen yep so Eloise is born on the 8th of August the 8th is placed here August is placed here 1977 is placed up here 1 plus 9 plus 7 plus 7 equals 24 so we reduce that to 24 and put it into the chart there 
Then we have what is called a higher self here. So in Chaldean numerology, the numbers of birth, eight, in this case, 88-1977, is the numbers of the soul. Because imagine the soul is floating out between incarnations and has to choose a vibration that it wants to incarnate into again. Then Eloise's soul chose this vibration, 88-1977, to reincarnate in. So these numbers are very close to these numbers, like kind of a representation of Eloise's soul. And then Eloise gets some names from her parents. Not these names, because these are your new names. And can I just say, like, before we move on to the name, my soul essence numbers are quite similar to the year 2022. Yes, it is really your year. That's what because I meant. I can see like the same numbers appearing, 8, 8, 16, 7, and 24, yes. 6. Yes, this is the year of Eloise. Yeah, honestly, it really resonates with me when you were saying about that year. I kind of was like, I can feel myself in that year, which is a bit of a weird thing to say, but I know you would get that. Yeah. Just I so, noticed that. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yes, and I'll show that many more numbers that resonate with you and the year. So we, we have, you're born on 8th August 1977. And if we say 8 plus 8 plus 6, we get 22. If we add the digit sums, which is called the little life path number. And if we add the full date, we say 8 plus 8 plus 1 plus 9 plus 7 plus 7. So we don't reduce first. We get the higher life path number, which is 40. So uh, number 40 is called the hermit, which is an interesting number because it's a number of spiritual tests. Like mm -hmm. Jesus was 40 days in the desert. Mm -hmm. Or like the flood lasted for 40 days with Noah. And we have this number 14 religions across the world as a number of tests. So that means that you have to go through a cleansing process or deep spiritual process, like almost walking into the desert, a lot of hardship. But when you get through it, then the wisdom of the zero implants itself in the whole number and you come out on the other side wiser. And that has been my journey. Yes. Really from early 20s, anxiety, depression, breakdown, drug, alcohol problems. Sit number 16. Yes, exactly. Number 16, because number 16 in imbalance, together with, I think you had a lot of number 12 in your previous chart. If these numbers, they don't go well together, number 16 tends to zone out. It wants to heal its problems by transcending. And if you don't know that you can meditate to transcend, then you tend to go to the drugs. So in, in extreme imbalance, number 16 becomes a number of hard drugs, you know, that you take to kind of like calm the mind to escape. Escapism, yeah. So in the numbers, we have all the suffering, but we also have the inherent solutions. And I was so happy when I heard another interview with you that, that you had started with the Kashyyyk record healing, because if anything, number, the number 88 resonates with Akashic record healing, because the number eight is, is like the energies of time and space. It's like the numbers one, one to seven are like still on the human plane, but eight becomes the number of how the ego interfuses with the cosmic consciousness. This is the symbolism of the eight. So in the number eight, we have time, space, we have memory, time, space, and memory. This is very much the resonance of number eight. So the number eight resonates with karma, memory. It also resonates with Akashic records. For those that don't know, Akashic records, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like everything that happens in this world, whether it's physical nature, emotions, also even intent, are recorded in the universe in something called Akashic Records. So everything is there. Everything that happens in the world is there. And if you raise your level of consciousness, you can enter the Akashic Records. There's this beautiful film called Interstellar. I don't know if you saw it. The, oh, the I end, have seen it. Yeah, yeah. And it's a good description of... Yes, exactly. Time and, yeah. yes, exactly. But the thing with Interstellar is that in the end, he travels into the heart of a black hole, a singularity where time and space kind of like warp into a singularity. And what he discovers there is like he can see his whole life, past, present, future. It's represented like a lot of screens. And then he can interact with his own past. He interacts with one of those pictures that he sees there. Mm, which is a book out of the book. Book. Yeah. And then yeah. it falls down to the lap of his daughter. And the daughter uses one of the equations in the book to travel out into the space to find him. Yeah. So he's gone into the Akashic records, changed something, and created harmony. So the, the, the world unfolds in all these dimensions of different spatial time dimensions, all these different possibilities that open up and collapse again. And if something goes wrong in one direction or it's going in a direction we don't want, we can go, we can transcend deeply, number 16, 
enter the Akashic Records, use the occult powers that this number also has, and change things there to change how things are here. Yeah, fantastic. So I could talk to you all day, Johannes, because you're fascinating, <laughs> especially when I get to hear a bit more about my own stuff. But we do need to finish. But I just want to say thank you so much. And for our listeners, you can see how passionate this man is about what he does and how fantastic it is for him. It's his dharma. So if you are interested, please go and check out Numerologist Pro. We will put all of Johannes's uh, links in the show notes. Is there any way in particular you'd like the guys to go and check you out, Johannes? You mean like a specific the website? Uh, Numerologistpro.com. Yeah, perfect, oh, yeah. perfect. And one of the things I would really recommend is, is we'll put that link in as well in the show notes. These guys do a fantastic numerology profiling report and it's so in-depth and it's very, very well-priced actually as well. So I would highly recommend that. I've got that and I often refer to it. But go and check them out. They do have a school. They're doing fantastic things. So we're going to say goodbye, Johannes, but we are going to go into doing the behind the scenes. So if you haven't signed up for the behind the scenes, I recommend that you do because we're now going to go and have a conversation about the kind of real stuff that is going on with the numbers that we can't talk about on YouTube. So if you're interested in that, please do sign up for the comprehensive workbook and the behind the scenes information. But Johannes, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So what did you think to this interview? Hopefully you got some really good insights and you really now understand how you can implement the energy of 2022 into your life ready please do sign up for our free energy workbook the link is here you can sign up for your free energy workbook and inside the workbook are all of our experts giving you an exercise that you can do that you can integrate and put into your life to make 2022 the best year yet if you haven't already please do subscribe to my channel the interviews will be coming out from the 7th of january for the rest of january all the way to the end of january So if you haven't already, please do subscribe to my channel, like and share. And I really hope that you find a lot of value from the Energy 2022 forecast series.